You're listening to the God, God Life Culture, Culture Podcast, Podcast, where faith and what's trending collide. Welcome, welcome back to the latest episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. This is Eddie. What's up, everyone? This is Miguel, and we are so thankful that you are tuned in to another episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. We want to take this moment to let you know to hit that subscribe button so you can be notified when we drop a new episode. If you're listening to us on Apple, be sure to hit that subscribe button. If you're listening to us on Spotify, hit that follow button so you can be notified every week when we drop a new episode. We've had so many new listeners these last few weeks and we are so thankful that you are taking of your time and you know energy and all of those things to just uh, join us on this podcast journey be sure to leave us that rating leave us that review this continues to help put our podcast in front of more people but eddie how are you feeling today today i'm feeling awesome as always i feel like i'm always feeling awesome and yes. trying to project that even though on the days that i'm feeling a little crummy uh but today is not one of those days I, i'm just really excited that you know we've just been doing our thing really enjoying the good weather the summer uh with the kids uh now that they have access to a pool that's all they want to do yes uh so that's great but nerve-wracking because they think they're olympic swimmers right when right. they're not <laughs> uh so aside from that is really just enjoying the weather and enjoying you know the good vibes that are happening how's everything with you yeah everything is great we just uh you know had all our fourth of july celebrations uh we celebrated my wife's 30th birthday as well which was so awesome that was fun yeah. yes uh you know so we've had a lot of uh exciting things happen and like you said you know summer is here it's in full effect the weather is beautiful and one of the things that i love and we always talk about this is just kind of like the new music that comes out every yes. week and there is so much good music out there right now especially for those summer playlists those barbecue playlists and today our special guest that we have with us uh, her music is no exception. Her music is music that you're definitely going to want to add to that summer playlist. Yes. So we are so excited today to get to talk to her. Uh, you know, there's so many exciting things happening, uh, you know, within her music. And we're just excited to get into this conversation. So can you please welcome to the God Life Culture podcast, Crystal Osorio, also known as Chris. Chris, can you please say hello to our listeners? What's up? Hey, everybody. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you guys today. Awesome. We are so excited that you are with us, that you're taking up your time, you know, to be here, to have this chat. And now for all of our listeners who may not uh, be familiar with who you are, we always like to give our guests the opportunity to just introduce themselves. And if someone were to ask you, who is Chris, what would you say? I love this question because it has so many layers and it's so hard to really just like put myself in a nutshell, <laughs> but I'm going to try my best. I was born in Miami, so I'm a Florida girl with Cuban blood. My family is Latina, so I'm like very proud to be a Latina and um, yes. I lived in Puerto Rico most of my life. Um, so I have a very strong Puerto Rican accent. Y si hablo en español, lo puedes notar de una porque yo soy boricua 
pura cepa. <laughs> but I'm Cuban. Uh, all the English listeners were like, what did she just say? <laughs> but I was just trying to prove like my strong Boricua accent. But I lived there for like 17 years of my life. And then I moved back to Florida after I graduated high school to study music at a university called Southeastern University in Lakeland. Um, there I went to school. I really focused on developing my voice and um, just jumped in like full force after I graduated into music and ministry full time. Um, And it's kind of what I've done (laughs) ever since I graduated. And honestly, it I mean, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, right? Is that how the the saying goes? The expression. My parents are super musical. My family is like incredibly um, musical and fun. And I was very involved doing like musical theater and even dancing growing up. So for me, just like the whole like dancing, acting, music, like the arts in general always really uh, attracted me, you know, and it was something I was very passionate about for what it can transmit, like far beyond words, right? The fact that you can connect with people with no language barrier. Like I was able to see that even being able to travel to places where there was a language barrier. Like I went to China, I've been to Russia, like I've been to places where I, I literally could not speak the same language, but because I was bringing a performance, um, be it musical or acting or dancing, like I was able to really express myself and connect with people of different cultures. So I I fell in love with it at a very young age. And now here I am based in Los Angeles, California, married a little under three years, married, going to celebrate three years in November um, with the love of my life. His name is Abraham Osorio. And we actually work hands by hand. So he is like, he writes with me. He like creates with me in the whole process. He is my producer, my main producer. And um, we have a lot of fun working together. And it's, it's fun to live out here in California. The opposite coast of where I'm from, but <laughs> I enjoy exactly. it. They say Originally. West Coast, Best Coast, right? <laughs> now, now, you know, one of the things we are the Guy Life Culture podcasting. You touched on it a little bit. You know, culture is something that we love to speak about. Um, you know, you spoke about your roots as a Cubana. You know, living in Puerto Rico for over, I think, what you said, 17 years. Um, so we know that our upbringing and our culture definitely has 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 that my Spanish came out real quick. Has. <laughs> has to do uh, with who we are as a person and especially, you know, as an artist. So can, you know, I know you spoke about your parents uh, being musically inclined as well and your ventures um, in artistry. But, you know, when you really get down to thinking about it, you know, how did being a Cubana growing up in Puerto Rico have a cultural impact on you as a person and your artistry? It has everything to do with the kind of music I'm even putting out now, I think it took me a while to kind of come to terms with, with what kind of music I wanted to be putting out. Um, because living in Florida and coming back to like the US, you know, surrounded by mostly um, just like English speaking. And even though there were some Latinos, like, I feel like the trend was like, you know, pop, R&B, like, but in English. And so my first EP actually is is that it's like all in English. And it's really great because I feel like it was the beginning of me experimenting, exploring, trying to find my sound. But this year has been so sweet because I started releasing music in Spanish. And I feel like I untapped something in my artistry and really like, I'm locked into it because it feels so true to me. Like it feels very honest and very connected to, to my roots. And I feel like if it moves you first, then it could move other people. And so I feel very like 
connected and moved by the stuff that is has been coming out. And I think it's because I've finally been like, okay, I'm going to be brave and try something new and see how it goes. Like, I think that's the scariest part. It's like starting doing something different. But once I did, I realized how easy it comes to me, how naturally, you know, it, it feels to create music in English mm-hmm. and in Spanish, but like never yes. hiding away or shying away from creating like the bilingual, like using yes. everything I have rather than just bits and pieces of me, but like now literally just pouring out my big spicy Latina personality into my music. Mm-hmm. It's been very vulnerable, but I feel like it's very rewarding because I feel like I'm not holding back any part of myself in in the music I'm creating. Yeah, absolutely. And we are seeing that a lot more and more now as well, where artists are feeling, especially like uh, musically inclined artists and singers are feeling that, you know, that that opportunity to just step out authentically how they are as a bilingual person um, and putting both English and Spanish music in the same album. And I have to say, listening to your album, Juntos, which we'll talk about a little bit later, uh, listening to it from beginning to end, you definitely do the English and Spanish transitions from one song to the next really well. Um, I think mm-hmm. it, there's also a craft and an artistry to being able to jump from one language to another and it not sounding like completely different people or completely, yeah. a, you know, different artists or a different time, you know, right? It's it, You do it really well. So definitely, I think even in your music, we can see, uh, you know, how language and culture has affected you. Thank you so much. You know, now I also am always curious about one's, you know, journey, you know, with the Lord. You know, so, you know, some people is like, oh, I grew up, my whole family was serving God. And the minute I came out, you know, they gave me a Bible and I was in church my whole life. Um, And there's other people where their journey is a little bit more colorful and they went through different situations as well. Uh, So for you, if you're willing to share, you know, how would you, you know, um, describe your upbringing and your relationship with God? And, you know, was it something that a foundation was built for you from the very beginning or was it a different kind of journey for you? Yeah, I definitely had the blessing that not a lot of people have, but I was grown into this very faith-based, um, faith based, home filled with faith and the word of God as just the culture of our home, really. And my grandma is like a legend to me. Like she is a living legend. She <laughs> actually, um, planted a church with my grandfather that I never met in Miami called La Catedral del Pueblo. And it was a very pioneering movement and a lot of um, actually artists that have been really impactful in the Latin American worship industry culture. Like they started at my grandma's church or, or came past by there, like during the time they were like starting this ministry, people like Marcos Wheat, Ingrid Rosario, mm-hmm. um, you know, just like a lot of Marcos Barrientos, like there was a lot of these um, very influential people that now still have a huge voice. They started there. And so it's really cool because it's been such an empowering and releasing ministry that has influenced my life greatly because that's like where, you know, they, they kind of like gave me to the Lord there. And it was just like, um, how do you say that in English? Like, me entregaron allí, like, um, presented you. Presented. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So uh, the whole like, you know, child dedication, that's what I was looking yes, for, that go. word. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. Latino problems. And that's my thing. Like, I'm so, I'm so bilingual and I think in both languages. So like even a quick like side note, like I really appreciate what you said about how it feels very fluent and it doesn't feel like too scattered because I do feel like my brain is very scattered. Even right now, like I'm just like kind of wanting to share this because I feel like my life has been so many different elements of um, influence influences of different cultures and diversity and growing up in Puerto Rico, but still feeling like I identify with being American and all of these things like do feel like different expressions of me. But when I'm able to bring it all to the table, instead of it feeling disconnected, it almost feels like just like different colors and textures of me. But back to the faith thing, like that definitely has been a huge part of my life, my whole life. And I think when I came to my teenage years of like graduating high school around there, right before going to college, I was like, I want to take like a year and figure out why I believe what I believe. What is my faith? I can't have a solid foundation based on my parents' faith or my grandparents' faith. Like I want my own conviction and belief and like really just this encounter with God that marks me and positions me to the next step, which is like what I'm going to dedicate myself to my career. You know, I thought that was huge and I didn't just want to study music to be a star and, you know, like be famous. And You know, I'm like, all those things are so fleeting and I just kind of needed a heart check and just like that moment with the Lord. So I did that. I, I actually studied the Bible for a year before I went to college. And even though my journey begun since I was little, I feel like that was like a turning point when I was like 18, where I just like um, laid low and really just focused on my character, focused on building my own faith and and rediscovering to almost like even now as an adult, like years later, post-college, now really submerged into my career. I feel like I'm still deconstructing a lot of the things that maybe in the past were like, oh, this is what I hold to forever. I feel like my faith and my journey has been very much about being sensitive to God in every season and allowing myself to like not be afraid of letting go of maybe certain like things that I thought held to very closely in the past. And now I'm thinking like, well, if I want to move forward and I want to be able to grow spiritually, I need to also like be bold and brave to like listen to God in this season and how he's speaking to me now. So honestly, I feel like all of that to say God is speaking to me very fresh now. And I feel like I'm learning how to just love people better and keep it simple, you know, and just serve my community, be planted in my local church, which is a huge part of my journey, learning that nothing that I do, well, that I'm called to do at that I'm called to do it alone. I'm called to do it surrounded by people that um, have faith also and that can build me up and that can we can help each other and serve each other. I think when we think of ourselves as a small part of something greater than ourselves, our life just gains so much more purpose. And so that's how I feel. I feel like I'm just like this little part of this huge grand, you know, masterpiece that God is bringing together. And I'm just trying to do my part to, you know, serve people and love people well. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, and like you said, our faith is a journey and uh, something that you said, you know, you said about deconstructing. And I think that's a word um, that we're seeing more and more, especially with deconstructing one's faith, right. And all these different things. And, uh, you know, I heard someone say one time, you can't deconstruct your faith without God. 
right? And mm-hmm. I love how you said that you're listening to his voice and just kind of in tune to where he's leading you because it's true with what you said. As you get older, as you have more experiences in life and as you grow, uh, you know, there are elements of things that you may believed at one point or, or maybe your parents believed and, you know, you have to experience it for yourself. And I think even in these times that we're living in, um, you know, and the time that we kind of just came out of or slowly coming out of with this pandemic, um, it's something where a lot of people's faith, uh, you know, they had to reevaluate and reflect, you know, and question and and really just seek God on another level to make sure that they, they truly believe that what they believe is real, you know? So I love, um, you know, how you put that and you actually released, um, I believe it's your first, uh, you know, album, a complete album titled Juntos and you released it. Um, and you know, we love to kind of get into, uh, with each, you know, guest that we have on our, on our show, get into kind of the, the process of releasing that album. Right. So if you could just bring us back to that moment when you were working on this project, you know, what space were you in mentally and spiritually when putting this album together? Yeah, well, it traces right back to when LA went on lockdown I had just come out of traveling so much, like being home maybe like a week or two weeks at most at a time. So it was kind of bizarre, the just like switch of pace. And it made me feel kind of honestly empty. Like, you know, you know, when you come back from camp and you're like, yeah, life is awesome. Everything's great. And then you get home and you're like, now what? Or like when you graduate college and you're like, yeah. Now what? It's like, so I feel like we came out of such a, this electric, incredible year, my first year of marriage, just like traveling all of Latin America, like really, it felt like a dream come true in so many ways. And so I was kind of like in that in between, like now what? Like a lot of our travels for the rest of the year were either canceled or postponed or, you know, just kind of everything was in the air. And so that kind of led me to a space where I wanted to rediscover, like, who I was, what's my voice, what's the sound. I feel like for every season of our lives as artists, you know, there's always a new sound, something new to say, something fresh. And so I kind of felt like I wasn't sure what that was. So I really took time to dig deep into it. I wasn't like, okay, I'm just going to create an album now. Like it wasn't like I said, and I was like, I'm going to create this album called Juntos. I honestly, I just started piecing song by song together and the album started coming to life. I feel like I had written like five songs and I thought I was done. And then I, and then I wrote Juntos, which ended up being like the title track to the album. And it was my first Spanish release. And then I was like, no, I can't just call this album Juntos and only release one Spanish song. Like, let me write two other Spanish songs. And so I just kept creating it. It definitely didn't end how it started. Like it was probably a span of over a little over a year of just like really sitting with um myself and god and and at my piano and uh crying before the lord in a in a difficult year where a lot of things were happening in the world and it was a lot of reflection that was taking place and and i remember the first idea that came to my mind was this phrase honestly i have been losing track of what matters moving so fast, but I feel like my mind is scattered. And that's like the first line to my song Forward, which was the first single um, that I released off of this album. And so from there, I just, I was like, you know what, maybe that's not the most poetic thing I've ever written, but like, I, I do give my word 
to God in one thing. And it's that everything I create in these next few months and in this season of my life is going to be very honest. And I'm not going to hide away from like, just being able to share what's truly on my heart right now. So that's what I did. You know, I, I started with forward, then I released this song pause, which is literally about pausing, taking breaks to breathe. And I felt like it was that it's so simple. The melody is just like, take a stop, pace it down, hear your breath going in and out and it's very spacious the production is very like simple but I just wanted it to feel like a breath of fresh air in the middle of 2020 you know and that's kind of how it kept on evolving I released Juntos like I said and that one was more lively you know and kind of just putting myself out there as a Spanish artist for the first time and then here we are like months later and this song juntos has actually gotten nominated in three categories for um this uh this award show in in the spanish world it's called premios arpa and it's actually um happening soon so anyways it's it's crazy yeah it's crazy that uh stuff like that you know i'm just launching myself putting myself out there in in spanish as a bilingual artist putting out all these different songs and when i finally put the album out there it felt like this huge relief like I took a step of faith and obedience because I honestly didn't have everything I thought I needed to do this. To be honest, I had very little and I worked. I did a lot with the little I had. Um, I'm an independent artist. So I everything was completely like resourced and, and funded from home, like from literally people that also believed in the vision and have come on board. Like my team started coming together, like um, just like friends that have been in my life for a long time. I'm like, Hey, can you help me do this video? Hey, can you help me make a plan for what I'm going to, how I'm going to market this? Like, Hey, can you help me do PR and marketing? Hey, do you want to do my graphics? Like literally it was just like a bunch of friends, like believing in this idea and this crazy, like very, just like different thing that I wanted to do. And, and we brought it together. And I, I honestly just look back and even sharing it now, I'm like, I don't even know how we did this, but I know that it was a step of faith and I feel like it was God like in it the whole time. And I'm so thankful that, you know, here we are and it's finally out there and I'm already working on new music and I'm excited for, for what's coming. That's awesome. And, and, and again, when, when you say you're an independent artist for those listeners listening, that means basically, again, like she said, she is finding those people. She is finding that team of people and, and again, funding it herself, right. And doing, it's a lot, a lot of work. And it's something that when you have that passion and when you have that drive to do something, you know, and you tie that in with that faith that you have in God, you can make things happen. Right. And obviously uh, this project was that labor of love and one of the songs on the project that i love is titled we all need saving mm. and uh i'm gonna read some of the lyrics real quick it says blinded to each other's pain while longing for acceptance socializing while disguising scared of real connection masked up faces going places but not getting anywhere when will we stop hiding stop pretending stop fighting who we truly are because underneath it all we're just the same we all need saving I love, that's one of my favorite songs on the album. I love the lyrics. I love how you tied in everything that we were kind of going through in that year. You know, you kind of referenced it, right, in this song. Um, But, you know, another uh, cool thing about this song is that you actually uh, featured your husband on the song, right? And Mm -hmm. you uh, expressed earlier that he's a producer on your album and he's, uh, you know, you work together a lot. So, you know, if you can talk a little bit about what it was like working with him on this song and why 
choose to feature him on this one specifically? Yeah, well, thank you so much. I, I'm so glad you connected with that one because that's like the last track on the album. And I love that I did that on purpose, you know, because I wanted the album to just land on that message that doesn't matter where you're from, who you are in society, what, you know, kind of things you've been able to do or not do. Like the end of the day, underneath it all, we, we are all the same. Like we all need our savior. We all need um, Jesus. And so to me, that just brought me like so much hope. It was like therapy to write that song too. I remember my husband went on a run the morning I wrote it and I I was going to go with him. We like running together and working out and stuff. And, and I was like, you know what, go. I, I kind of need to like get with the Lord, get my heart right. I just felt very like sad and and just really like I was I was very grieved by what was happening in the world. And, and I was just thinking of that, like, when will we stop hiding? Like, I was just like, truth be told, all I know is I can't live without you. Like, I, this is my cry to God. Like, I just really need, need him, need saving. And the more I kept developing the song, I'm like, wait, we all need saving. Like this that I'm feeling right now is something that I feel like a lot of people have felt during this lockdown, or maybe they were too busy to acknowledge the fact that underneath it all, like, it's it's just this need, this urgency, you know, like we all need our savior. And so um, my husband came back from his run and I was like, hey, I have this song idea. And I literally sang it to him and he looked at me like, and my husband isn't super like emotional all the time, but he just like was kind of teary eyed. And he was like, wow, like that is so special. That is so beautiful. I love that. Like, I love that. And to this day, he's like, that's my favorite song on the album. But when I started tracking my vocal fast forward, we had already like put in the production time, which him and we had a co-producer on this project too. His name is Evan Eliason from Florida. He works at the Vanguard room in Lakeland. I met him in college. Anyways, even for him, he was like, this is one of my favorite songs I've ever produced. Like, it's just so cool too very rich like all of the production elements we added to it the sounds we even put like a sax in there and it, it it was beautiful like just the whole song coming together but um when I was tracking my vocal I looked at Abe and I was like babe I want you to sing the second verse like I feel like your voice is gonna make this song go to life and so I remember we finished tracking our vocal and I sent it to my best friend which is also like my creative manager her name is um Desiree Zapata and she was like why does this sound like a Disney song she was like I feel like this is like watching Aladdin but she was like in the best way possible though it makes me feel like there's just something magical that happens when you and Abe like sang this song together and performed it and so I just love that she said that it, it was a good laugh that we had but um yeah that's we all need saving and working with him really is is a dream and it's something that um I never will take for granted you know the fact that we definitely are together like every waking moment because it's like <laughs> we 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 get home and we have just come from spending the whole day together at work so there's like no disconnect but um we have a beautiful relationship where we I think really what brings us together and what makes the music so special is that it comes from a friendship and a level of mm -hmm. trust that when we come into a creating space that is a little more vulnerable and sometimes tense because I, I allow him to kind of mold and shape some of my ideas 
that are very personal to me and, and I get attached to them. And he's like, but wait, I think this could be better. Or I love this, but I think we can do this like that. And so just like being open to having someone in that personal space, it's really shaped my sound. And I think it's, it's only made me better. And so I think that's very important. The process of collaboration and allowing people that you trust in the process. Yeah, definitely. And I think it is also very evident, you know, because you can and you have done many collaborations with other people before. Uh, but, you know, but when you have that special someone as well collaborating with you, um, you know, you can just feel it. You can tell, um, you know, and we're always super intrigued. And I know our listeners love, you know, to hear a little bit about, you know, our guests and their love stories with their significant other. Um, you know, so was you and Abraham, you know, does did you guys connect over your love for music or were the, was it that you guys crossed paths and then found you guys had that in common <laughs> we actually connected through music like on instagram we had mutual friends ingrid rosario she's the artist one of the like artists that has known my family since i was little from the church i was telling you about that my grandparents founded but she posted yes. about one of my songs and two of our friends like mutual friends you know it's such a small world and so mm-hmm. he that's like the first time he saw me through instagram but then as we like connected he kind of reached out to me he was like hey i heard your single i was like you heard my single and now i'm no longer single you know but he after he <laughs> heard my single that was literally the the beginning of it all um in 2017 and so um it wasn't for a few months until we actually met in person so we did a little bit of talking, not so much like flirting, but more like, hey, let's write together. Let's make music. And so needless to say, he came and he he visited me. He was on tour at that time with an artist called Evan Craft. And so he came and um, just on one of his like layovers, um, he was like, yeah, I'll be in North Carolina. I might as well swing by. I was like, Florida and North Carolina isn't exactly swinging by, but (laughs) I really respected his boldness, like to come out and just give that step. So he came out and we barely wrote a song, but we for sure connected and it felt like a long lost friend. Like it didn't feel forced. And what was crazier than like anything in our story. And this is what brought it home for me was that his parents and my grandparents, so his parents are pastors. They're actually a part of this like missionary organization for years before. Before we were born, they knew each other. Like they were in the wow. same room. Like my grandma sent me a picture of her and my mother-in-law in like 1996 or something. And like, <laughs> you know, so those things are things that I can't make up or, you know, would have never thought like, this is what my love story is going to be. Like, I always said, I need to know somebody for a long time before I date them. And I will never do long distance. And I did both. I met him pretty much <laughs> fell in love with him almost right off the bat and then dated him long distance for like a year and a half. And then we got married and I moved to L.A. And it's just been a whirlwind, really. But (laughs) it's crazy. Yeah, me and my wife actually are going to be three years married this August. So, you know, same uh, around the same time. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, you mentioned that uh, your your husband was uh, playing with one of, uh, you know, an artist and uh, named Evan Craft, and you recently uh, just released a brand new song called Home, and it, you're featuring Evan Craft on it. And you said that it's by far one of your favorites for everything it means and represents. So can you share with us what exactly that song means and represents for you? 
Yes. Oh, this song was so hard to record when we finished writing it because it was one of those songs that like tugged every string in my heart. Like it it is a tearjerker. <laughs> and so when I recorded this demo, I remember I was just like doing it through the tears because it felt so just like spirit breathed number one like there is nothing that replaces a song that you feel like god was in that writing session and just inspiring every line every thought i remember it was a week after um a really uh kind of like well-known pastor out here probably in his 30s he he took his life and it was so impactful for me and i was just very moved at the fact that someone so young with so much potential with such a beautiful family would ever come to a place in his life where he thought he wasn't worth living like it wasn't worth him being on earth and so I was just writing really from that place of like what what is the song of hope and faith that I can give to someone that if when they're feeling in that dark space they can sing this as a declaration almost as an anthem of you know literally the chorus says you're in each breath I'm taking bigger than the fears I'm facing and then this is where it brought it home for me I'm gonna live by faith alone until I'm home with you and so it's just that that whole in between from when you're on earth to hoping for an eternity with Christ knowing that you know, I can live by faith here and now because actually I don't need to wait to get home in eternity with Jesus, the other side of glory to experience his glory here and now, because there's another part of the song that says you've made your home in me. It's like Jesus literally has made his, our hearts, his home as we, as we persevere and and live out our lives with, with a purpose and with a meaning, you know, that hope anthem that like, when I live by faith, I don't, I don't have to fear because you're with me, you know, and I'm going to live by faith alone until I'm home with you. I mean, just how beautiful is that? That just really, really moves me. And every time I hear it, it's like, it, it has the same effect of that first time that I recorded the demo. Like it, it really is a special, special song. Yeah, I love that. And now let me ask you this. What is or where is home for you? <laughs> when you hear that word. Yeah. I have to say that home is where the presence of God is for me. Home is where my husband is. Like that is our home. Like it's it's no longer a geographical space, you know, especially our first year of marriage when we were traveling a lot and even now as things start opening up and we keep traveling, you know, I think life will always change. But if our sense of home and belonging and that place of oasis is something that is unshakable and unmoving, I think that is something steady to build your life on. And so when I think of home, I really do think of of the presence of God because it's so steadfast and so constant through such a changing world, you know, that I feel like is in constant transition, like all the time. So I, I'm just thankful that I have something to anchor my life on. And, and that is really the, the presence of Jesus. Amen. And on this song, Home, you, like I said earlier, you featured Evan Kraft on this song. And we have spoken, uh, you know, to other artists that have worked with him, such as Kieran Sims, um, and kind of shared their experience with working with uh, someone like Evan Kraft. So what was your experience working um, with him on this song? And what is one thing that you learned from him from this collaboration? Man, Evan is like one of the hardest working vision 
carrier people I've ever met. Like he is just nonstop. And when we sat and wrote this song, I actually wrote it with my husband and a producer called Andrew Berg. He's a part of We the Kingdom, a band called We the Kingdom. And um he he produced the track and we we wrote it thinking of Evan. Um it was actually at a songwriting camp for Evan's new album. And so he wasn't even in the room when we wrote it, but we are such good friends with Evan. We know that he has been traveling for a very long time, you know? And so I was thinking like, what is, you know, uh, something that represents Evan? So that's, we kind of wrote it from there. And and I feel like when he heard it, he was so captured by it because he was like, wow, I feel like I wrote this song too. And and in a lot of ways he, he really did because we wrote it thinking of of him and his story. Like the opening line is, I've traveled the world trying to find a place that I could call home, want to leave a trace, a legacy, a melody that leads us back to you. And and I feel like that's Evan's heart, you know? Um, he just has such a heart for the Lord and and he's, he's a really big inspiration for me. Like talk about a white boy that is one of the biggest um voices (laughs) in Latin America like literally blew up in in Spanish worship and so I really just admire more I think he didn't even realize how how he was going to blow up like that but I just really admire how he's just been such a go-getter and God's favor is like clearly on his life so I didn't even know I was going to be singing the song with him I just wrote it like um with my husband like I said and Andrew and then he was like man I, I can't hear anybody else's voice on this he called me one day he was like would you like to sing the English version with me, the Spanish version with me, and the bilingual version with me. I was like, yes, like that is a (laughs) no-brainer, of course. So we flew out to Nashville. Actually, so we wrote the song in September 2019. And it wasn't until like literally a few months ago that we flew out to Nashville, recorded the music video, recorded the final vocals for the track, finished the translation in Spanish, you know, because we wrote it originally in English and made the bilingual arrangement. So we, it took us really a little over two years to finally bring it all together and make it what it is now. But if you hear the first demo um it's like me and my husband singing the song another you know disney moment but um (laughs) but it, it was cool because if you hear even the finished version now like the production didn't really do a lot like it was just such a beautiful song in itself that it didn't need a ton added to it we just kept it pretty bare and pretty you know just like the strings and the piano and the guitar like it's just it brings so much peace to me and it's so awesome to sing it with like one of our best friends you know he was our groomsman he was one of Abe's um groomsmen so he's like a best friend to Abe and and really family to us so it was really awesome collaborating with him that that's awesome and I love how you mentioned that you you know wrote this song in 2019 and it's just being released this year because I think that's super important to highlight because I think oftentimes in life whether it's in ministry in our careers or whatever we're doing we want things to happen quick, right? We want to write a song or write a worship song and we want it to, you know, be a hit and instantly when we release it, or we want to write a song for this year at this moment, we want to put out an album that sounds like this and this particular month, right? We're very specific with how we want things. We create deadlines and timelines, but sometimes you, it is possible to work on something amazing and beautiful and, you know, uh, something that God has given you, but it just not be the right time to release 
release it. And I think that is where there is a difference between, you know, an artist who's just an artist putting out music and an artist who's also inspired and moved by God, right? There is a different timeline. There is a different set of goals. There are different deadlines, right? And it's not just what we want. It's not just our schedule, right? And that can be hard to kind of subject our time and our schedule when we want certain things to happen and our goals, but we have to trust that when we do those things, right, we see God's results. God's ways gets God's results, you know? And I think that's awesome to highlight the fact that the song is coming out this year, almost, you know, two years later, but we know that the impact of the song will be great. You know, and I also think that what that highlights also is that a lot of times with the blood, sweat and tears and the, that goes into creating a song, putting together an album or anything that, you know, creative people do is that there definitely is an intention behind it. So when it comes to your album Juntos and, you know, the song Home, you know, what is it that you pray that people walk away with when listening to your music? Yeah, I just I want people to be pointed back to the fact that they are loved, you know, I feel like when you know that you are loved, that you are seen, you pretty much feel empowered to to live your life at its greatest capacity. And I, I think when I write my songs, even if it's from a real place um, that I, you know, I share from anxiety or places of loneliness or confusion or trying to find my way, I, I never leave it in that tone, you know, like for me, there always has to be like a, t- a hopeful, like resolution to, to the song. So you, you do feel tension of certain emotions in my music but I feel like generally most people's experience say like I feel uplifted I feel peace and and to me that is the ultimate goal like in the middle of a messy world that we live in for you to just feel like this music is just like a breath of fresh air that just reminds you like there's a reason to hope there's a reason to dream and it points you back to to God essentially I want people to look up and just be like there is a God I have a reason to live and I feel I feel good about life despite whatever is happening I I can have faith and I can have hope for more now, Chris, you know, uh, a part of this podcast, the God Life Culture podcast, is that element of life. And God has given us so many things in our life that bring us joy and bring us, uh, you know, ways of, of just, you know, having our hearts being filled. Um, and there's so many different ways that, you know, this can happen through music, through creativity. But aside from music and writing and producing, what is something that you do for fun? What is something that you do that uh, you enjoy doing that it could be a hobby or just something that, you know, whenever you're in this mode or doing this, you're at peace, you experience joy. And it's just, you know, again, that element of joy that God has given you. Yeah. I, as an adult, have really had this like special soft spot for nature. Um, Like California is so scenic. That's one of my favorite parts of living out here. And even just being able to go on hikes or go on runs. um, I love, you know, it's something that I didn't always have as a hobby, like growing up, but I do love working out and being able to, I don't know, like exert energy in other ways. Cause sometimes like with music, you're just sitting in a room and it's dark outside. It's light. It's you, but you, I don't see because my studio is literally 
underground and I have no windows. So sometimes I lose like notion of time. And my I, I have my Apple Watch now that it literally will tell me it's time to stand now. I'm like, okay, good. Yeah, I've been sitting for so many hours. Um, so I feel like um, it's a really nice disconnect and, and moment for me to just kind of come out of this space of creating that feels like this like black hole sometimes and and just go out and and disconnect and and enjoy the quality of life and and the people in my life too I feel like I'm I'm very rich in relationship like I feel like as long as you're surrounded by people that um just like pull out the best in you and and create moments in your life that you're just captured by conversations and interactions like that's a really big part of the way I I am inspired really. And the way I experience God as well, you know, a lot of the times I'll walk out of a conversation feeling so like inspired and refreshed. And I'm like, wow, this is like such a concept. I want to write about this, you know? So a lot of times the music making process really comes from the non-musical things. Like, you know, what I was talking about, like nature and interacting with friends and people that I love. Family time is just like refueling to me, you know? So I love that kind of stuff. Traveling, you know, I just enjoy um, being able to enjoy the quality of life outside of the things that I do. Because sometimes you can get lost in your dues and in your routine, but we're human beings and we have to take time to to be and enjoy, you know, life. I think that honors God. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And Chris, we just want to say thank you again for being a guest on our podcast. We want you to take this moment right now to share where our listeners can find your music and where they can connect with you on social media. Yes, for sure. You can hear my music on all digital platforms, whether it's Spotify, Apple Music, um, YouTube has a ton of content that I've worked on as well. Every song on my album has a visual, which is super exciting. And I'm working on a lot more content. So follow me there. You can find me under Chris, C-R-Y-S. And on social media, you can find me under Chris.Osorio, which is my last name. And just follow me on the journey. I'm really excited for what's coming. Yeah, so thank you again for joining us today. Listeners, be sure to follow her, subscribe to her YouTube channel, stream, download, purchase her music. Uh, you will definitely be blessed and definitely be impacted by all that she is putting out. And um, we want to remind you as always to follow our podcast on Instagram and Facebook at God Life Culture Podcast. Hit that subscribe button so you can be notified every week when we drop a new episode. Yeah, so thank you once again, Chris, uh, for being our special guest for today. We want to thank our listeners for listening to today's episode. And if you need to take a page out of Chris's album and her song, pause after you finish this episode, take a break, go for a walk, go see nature, breathe in the good air, Go for a drive with your windows down, blasting Chris's album, Juntos. So we want to thank you again for tuning in to the latest episode of the God Life Culture podcast. That's God, God Life Culture. Culture. Until next time. See ya. Bye. Bye.